Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast, Raincast. <laughs> I guess it rained a little bit today in our world as well. It did. We got we got a treat of an episode this time. This was a really well done episode. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, like I I don't I wish uh, I wish we had watched the credits so I could figure out who directed it. Um, it's I think really Josh, well done. I think Josh Schwartz, the showrunner. You think the showrunner directed? I, yeah, it I would think make so. sense that this would be. I, what I was thinking is either this is a this is either this is the showrunner or this is an, an established director. Like because mm-hmm. it's I don't know, it's just really well directed. Well, and if you notice on the DVD, there's commentary for this one, so yeah. it has to be something. Yeah, it might be that special. Yeah, it's it, uh, it was a pretty special yeah, episode. I don't know what to say about it. it. Was it was a well. It was a well-done episode. That's not to say we won't have, you know, some funny goofs ahead of us. Because guess what? You can goof about things you love just as much <laughs> as you can goof about things you hate. It's almost easier to goof about things you love. If you, if, if you truly, truly hate something, then all it is is vitriol. Like that one episode where I was so mad. Yeah. You, that one episode? The episode with the football. You had about an episode a season where of like oh, anything we're watching. Just where, so angry. Yeah, where there's one episode that just gets to you. You usually it was something that I was not expecting, <laughs> like football season. Well, you know, it, I just I made an offhanded goof, and then it just. Did you ever went. look up? Did you ever look up where football season was? I know when football season is. All right, it's right now. Okay. <laughs> so which it, wait isn't it supposed to be football season <laughs> next season on? It is, which is confusing. I don't know. We should watch a trailer for... Yeah, apparently Riverdale. there's trailers out. You know, Twitter w- told me that. May- maybe... Cause it, so it's... Cause it, it's Next month it starts. Yeah. Maybe our beginning of the episode things is we'll try to watch a trailer and talk about Riverdale coming up and then we'll go into the OC. Oh, that'll be some real gear shifting. Yeah, that'll be real. I mean, we'll, we'll try to figure out what's happening this season looking at those... Uh, Looking at the and you know we're so good at making predictions. I I, I do I'm I'm happy every single time I see a uh, every time I see an image of uh, Josie being used in publicity. I'm like, oh, maybe this season she'll actually be a main character. But maybe we should get some Kevin Keller into some publicity because he actually because he main actually character. is a main character. No, yeah, either one of those would work. I like to see more Kevin Keller in publicity because he is a main character. And I hope that Josie will be a main character. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's fine. I'd love to see her, like, actually more of her story. But they keep on being like, yeah, Josie. And then she's gone. And then they're like, this one episode, yeah, like, she has a the stalker. C storyline. Yeah, I was like, oh, she has a stalker. But actually, it's a story about Cheryl. It's not actually about, about Josie. <laughs> oh, Cheryl. Yeah. I hear that in this season, uh, what's-his-face, Archie... Apparently has a serpent's tattoo. So he's joining the serpents, I guess. I mean, what else can you do when your best friend's a leader? <laughs> and Cheryl is involved. Maybe also a leader? She has a pink jacket, which sets her apart. She has a red jacket. Oh, oh you're right. It is it's Cheryl Blossom. You're right. Sorry, it's a red jacket. She doesn't wear pink. Pink is a, li- pink is a light red. <laughs> Ooh, baby red. <laughs> it's a baby red. It's a baby red. I don't think anyone's ever called pink baby red. Well, we're starting this. Because light blue is baby blue. Yes. Yeah. Or powder blue, which I guess is even lighter blue. Or sky blue? Which is the blue of the sky. Which the is... sky is so many blues. <laughs> <laughs> what is blue? Like, just the color blue. Because we say that, yeah, baby blue is lighter blue. And there, there is an official blue, right? Yeah, it's the color of your recycling bin. 
that's official blue. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, blue. All right, that makes sense. It's, you know, yeah. these, these recycling bins have to be have, have to be official. The recycling bin in my office. It's blue. It's official. Could just be any random box, but no, it's no, a recycling bin. I bought it for you. Yeah, it's a recycling bin. So that you could recycle all my cans and from I my do. beverages. And I do. Soon. <laughs> I've built up a real stash there. Well, you can have all my five cents. Yeah. The, and that, in that case, I actually am making money. It's true. Because because when you actually do that, you're not actually making money. You're just getting the money back that you already spent. But because you didn't buy those cans. I get tricked by reimbursements. I, so to explain this to people who are not Albertan. <laughs> or, no, I mean, what's a can also? Some provinces do it. Okay. Some don't. I don't like the ones that don't. So when you buy a can or a bottle or... That's about a it. A beverage container. A beverage or, container. And some other thing containers as well. You pay a deposit. Um, for cans, it's like five cents a can. It's 25 cents for like a big two liter of pop. Yeah. So it, on and yeah, so it, forth. it depends on the size. You get different yeah. amounts. But then when you take your bottles into the recycling depot, they give you that money back. Yeah. It's a, it's a, you know, make sure you recycle. Make sure you recycle. Get that back. And I do get very confused when I go to places that don't, and I'm just like, what do I do with my empties? And they're like, you throw in the garbage. And I'm like, you are a monster. Like in the States. And I'm just walking around with an empty in my hand. I'm like, what do I do with this? And they're like, put it in the garbage. I'm like, like, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm going to carry it until I find recycling. I'm going to bring this back to Canada with me. Plastic. Reused plastic is important. <laughs> recycling. Reduce, reuse, and recycle, guys. But I was going to say that reimbursements always confuse me because I, I mean, I know what they are, but I mean, confuse me. I mean, they excite me more than they should. You feel like you're getting free money. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're going to reimburse you for it. I'm like, oh, awesome. Like, wait a second. Hold on. I spent my own money. Yeah. I'm not going to be making, especially when it's like, yeah, like, you know, I'm working on something. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and buy this and we'll reimburse you. I'm like, yeah, awesome. Wait, hold, hold on. I bought something for you when you're giving me money at a later date. I used to have the worst deal when I worked at CP. I had a corporate credit card, and I traveled for work. Yeah. Um, 90% travel, always yeah. on the road. So I had a corporate credit card, and I would buy things on the corporate credit card. Then I would have to input an expense report, and then they would deposit that money into my bank account, <laughs> and then I would have to pay my corporate credit card out of the money they deposited into my bank account. That's a weird way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Why couldn't they just pay my corporate credit card? Yeah, why couldn't that just be the way they do it? Interesting. I did not love, like, so I had tons of money coming into my bank account all the time, Which is, so is and it, then going back out. Yeah, so essentially they had, they did a, um, they, see, that makes... That makes less sense. So they make you do an expense report, I guess. But the thing is that a credit card statement is effectively an expense report. Yeah. Like, because that way they see everything you put on the credit card. And so what I had to do is I had to input each expense, and then I had to photocopy all of my receipts. Yeah. And then... This seems like exactly something that job will do. Because when I worked there, they were still working off a DOS system, so... So... Yeah, they get there eventually. Then maybe. I would mail that stuff in, and then I would get my mail money. it in. Yeah, to uh, Montreal. Oh, <laughs> this this sounds <laughs> what this, this sounds like. This is a trick to try to make you make you like not do it, so you have to pay off that credit card and just lose money. It was needlessly complicated. Yeah, this, this feels like something that they would do to scam you, and they're like, oh, but the only way to get your money back is to fax us." You're like, "Fax? You only have a fax number." This is 2018. You don't have an email. You only have a fax number. I have. Have I talked about this in the podcast before? The doctor's assistant who yes. could only send me the confirmation over fax. I think so. I think you. you and I was I like, mean, just email it to me. She's like, oh no, I don't have email. And then yeah. I was like, so can he come and do the lecture? And she was like, yep. And I was like, 
we're going to just mark down that I had verbal confirmation. Like, let's, let's be clear. The only reason I have a fax machine is to talk to people in countries where they don't have anything else. They only have fax machines. Because, I, yeah. Because that's off of a phone line, which means that, like, you're still, you're still relying on something else. It's not its own magical thing. I took our fax number off of those recruitment letters because we just have, like, a central fax. There's no guarantee that's going to get to me. They just keep faxing stuff. All right, this has nothing to do with the episode we're going to talk about. There so are no faxes in this episode. No, no, even even in that, in 2005, they did not fax anything. They used their cell phones. Or went and saw people. In the rain. Yeah, because this is The O.C. Season 2, Episode 14, The Rainy Day Women. The Rainy Day Women. So we start off with some real solid overlaid rain over stock footage. It's really there, and we hear voiceovers that I guess are radio reports. Yeah, explaining that there's rain. There's rain. It's a disaster. Yeah. To be fair, it doesn't really rain in Southern California. Yeah, they, they react like how people in Vancouver do to snow mm-hmm. and by, you know, being horrified. But and yeah, everything so is shut down. Yeah. Uh, so we move through those that are just stock footage with rain, like... Not, Superimposed over not, top of yeah, it. Not CGI'd, but like, it very clearly this is just like the film they put, they put you know... <laughs> The film stock over top of the other film stock. Uh, and then we go to the Cohen's that, house. To the Cohen's house where, where we get real rain. Real rain. And it is adorable. So Ryan has finally learned how to close the blinds to the pool house. <laughs> but he did it, unfortunately, just so he could reveal to himself that it's raining. It's raining and it sucks. And he's so sad. And Seth comes downstairs going over to talk to his BBF. <laughs> And he sees the rain and stops at the door. And then Seth and Ryan have a signaling contest, being like, you come here. No, you come here. And Seth starts to loom over with bagels. The, it's Essentially, here are two boys who want to hang out with each other so badly, but, but also all- don't want to get wet. You know, I feel them. I also hate getting wet, so. <laughs> it's fair. So instead, they just do it over the phone. Yeah. They feel that the weather is reflective of their current emotional state, yeah. and then Ryan gets a signal from God that he should go talk to Lindsay. Yeah, well, neither, neither of them essentially have talked to, you know, the girls in their life. For it's, a week? I think it's been about a week. It's, it's called the Rainy Day Women, because this episode's really about the dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About I mean, all I mean, of them getting I, better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we move along, and now Kirsten is also sad in the rain. It's 10 a.m., and she is not getting out of bed. No, no, and this is the darkest 10 a.m. has ever been, because it's raining. Because it's raining. Yeah. I, so, well, in a moment of contemplation, she turns over, and we, and we find out that on the bedside table, to their bed, she has a photo of her and Sandy. And it's not a wedding photo, it's just like a fun candid. It's just a photo, and that's something you see all the time in film or in like video games you walk in someone's room and you pick up a photo of like them mm-hmm. now am i crazy i don't know why that exists why would you have a photo of of you and your husband next to the bed that you and your husband sleep in i have a photo collage on the wall in my bedroom with photos of me and my friends but that's that's but that's many photos and that's also like for some reason i wouldn't be upset if it was across the room yeah, who keeps a picture on a bedside table? <laughs> Instead, she wakes up every morning and sees herself and Sandy, and then rolls over, and there's Sandy. So she is sad. She turns the picture face down. And 
I will say I'm a little frustrated because Kirsten's not wrong. Yeah. Like, her reasons for being upset are valid. Yeah. But they sometimes just make, like, they, the show, yeah. sometimes just make her behave like a 15-year-old who's sulking. Yeah. She doesn't... She She's she's clearly in... Like, she's in the right, but she doesn't always translate it well. She's very much in a mood this episode. She's in... And to be fair, I mean, Sandy did yell at her because Rebecca left, so... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which is fair. Fair play. Fair, fair play. play. Fair play. So Sandy uh, tries to talk to her. And she's like... Well, I mean, I can't even remember exactly what she says, but she's like, no, I don't want to talk to you, and just rolls over. <laughs> and, and Sandy's like... What is happening? <laughs> Unfortunately, his phone rings. Yeah. It's Rebecca. <laughs> and it's Rebecca. In a case of the worst timing ever. <laughs> she's all wet and she's like, I decided that I can't leave without saying goodbye. So this is the next day. Yeah. 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 Okay. So these guys haven't talked to the girls in a, in day. a day. Like, I can't imagine she's been gone that long. He drives her in this episode. Either that or she left and hung around and came back. She took the bus part way and then was like, maybe not. Yeah, she could have been paddling around for a while. Who knows? But Who she's knows? wet and at a diner and she's like, I shouldn't have left without saying goodbye. Like I tried to do the first time and succeeded in doing this time. Rebecca's real bad this episode. And then Sandy's like, ugh, can you just stay where you are so we can like try to solve your problems? No. Nope. I just want to lawyer you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but Kirsten <laughs> can't be around him while he's talking to her, so she... She pieces. She's she's out. Which, uh, fair. fair. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Now, an insane scene. All right. Julie Cooper has gotten bagels. She's really peppy. She's very excited about the bagels. Very bad at making them. She wants, yeah, she wants to show off, show up, I guess, the Coens by having bagels as well. And then when she finally makes the bagels, she's like, oh, we're going to be kosher in no time. And I'm like, are you trying to be Jewish? Well, I think she's trying to be like the Coens, and she can only think of them <laughs> in the most offensive terms. Because that's what she's been, like, this entire season. It's just the most offensive person. It's true. And when she was super racist. Ah, uh, DJ. Yeah. But it turns out she wasn't racist. She just didn't like that Marissa was dating a 40-year-old. <laughs> she also might have been racist. She also might have been racist. I mean, considering how we see her there, see her now, she also might have been racist. And then Marissa comes down, and Alex has stayed for a sleepover, which, come on. Oh, I mean, Marissa's the most disrespectful child ever. Yeah, but I mean, like, I... Um, you should not invite your significant other for a sex sleepover at your parents' house without telling your parents. I mean, yes, Aaron, but I'm going to tell you something. From hearing from a lot of my gay friends, they said that the best thing about being gay is another parents, like, thought twice when, you know, they're, uh... They're just, like, like their boyfriends or their girlfriends came over. Essentially, yes, Aaron, they tricked them. She's a teenager. I just uh, am tired of Marissa's garbage attitude and her garbage <laughs> drinking milk straight from the carton. Look, of, of all the garbage things Marissa has done, in, in essentially tricking um, Julie into letting her have a sex sleepover is, is but she, low she on the didn't line. even tell Julie that Alex was coming over at all. Oh yeah, no, apparently that didn't yeah. happen at all. So anyway, then they like make out behind her back. Yeah, <laughs> Alex doesn't eat breakfast because she's so punk rock. Which I kind of thought was gonna be more. Oh yeah, Julie really wants to be cool to Alex. Julie <laughs> thinks Alex is the coolest person in the world. Well, everyone who meets Alex thinks she's the coolest. Oh man, she's got a back tattoo and a tattoo on her on her bicep and maybe other ones. I saw some purple hair. Oh man, she's so cool. She's I, so cool. I'm gonna tell her about cool things I did once. I want her to be my mom. <laughs> <laughs> 
Julie's like, oh, maybe she'll make bagels for me. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she'll make bagels for me. Anyway, then Marissa tells her mom. Yeah, Marissa, com- Marissa comes out with the most attitude I think <laughs> I've seen in TV. She doesn't even give her mom a chance. No, I mean, you saw Julie's reaction and the thunder crack in the background. <laughs> Julie's like, you're different from everyone else. But Julie? Is surprisingly cool for uh, Julie. Yeah, considering what Julie could have been, she's man. It's weird. It's like when you watch a movie from the 1950s and you're like, that could have been more racist. <laughs> that wasn't yep. as racist as it could have been. Julie's not as bad as she could have been. So we'll leave it there for now. Yeah. Because in another awesome scene, Lindsay is sad playing her oboe. Uh, she's trying. Someone's been knocking at the door for what we later learn is it's half, half an, an hour. hour. <laughs> Which takes a lot. Like, that takes a lot from Lindsay to be like, I'm not going to answer the door for that person who's been knocking for half an hour. She later says that she thought it was Caleb. Yeah. Lindsay. Caleb would not have knocked for half an hour. No. He, he would have knocked for five minutes and had his manservant kick the door down. It's true. Anyway, she sad looks at a suitcase, then all of a sudden the knocking moves to the window, because <laughs> Ryan is just committed. It's just Ryan in the rain. He, he rode, rode his, his bike. bike. We've seen him drive a car so many times. We know. Well, no one can drive in the rain, Kevin. I bet it was faster to bike. I wonder. No, there's no way that their learners has a you can't drive in the rain. It could have a you can't drive in the rain. Because it never rains. Yeah, they could be like you can't drive in the rain. I mean, there's. When you're with a when you're with a not a learner's license but a GDL GDL sometimes they have weird restrictions yeah of like you can't do this maybe maybe California you can't drive in the rain if no you have but a GDL. they drive they drive later because they take Lindsay's car to go get the uh, genetic test I don't know that Aaron that that <laughs> sometimes that vehicle Ryan drives exists it's clearly his parents but uh, remember remember when he drove it to the party. Yeah. Like the, like the um, adopting Lindsay party last episode. He doesn't get it now. <laughs> he doesn't get it in the rain. I guess maybe they have two vehicles, maybe Kirsten and... No, because no, Sandy arrives three. later. They have three they vehicles. They have to have three vehicles because Kirsten had to drive over. Sandy drove to Rebecca and then to the party. And Ryan drove himself. Yeah, they have three vehicles. This makes no sense. I don't know. Ryan's wet and he goes inside and then Lindsay's like... Uh, I might move to Chicago. He's like, what? <laughs> and we're like, what? And then she's like, we have family there. And I'm like, you have family here. You have a mother. Also, wait, what's your mother doing? As, oh, it turns out her mother... Is moving to Chicago. Because... She's tired of being in Newport. Well, no, it's it sounds like she's something like, with this secret being out. But she it's not really out. No yeah, one knows no one and knows. no one cares. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Her, I think... her mom actually sounds like this episode makes her mom seem kind of bad. So I think, reading yeah. between the lines, Renee is tired of the chaos that Caleb has played on Lindsay's life. That's fair. And she doesn't want to give Caleb the opportunity to just jerk Lindsay around more. So she's yeah. just going to remove her from the situation. No, yes. And that's that's fair. That's Lindsay fair. doesn't explain it well. It would be nice <laughs> if we heard an adult talk about it. But... No, but Renee never talks about it. No. Renee just makes decisions. <laughs> Quiet. But Renee was also moving to Chicago even be Isn't she a congresswoman here or something? No. She has some sort of like high powered political job here. Yeah. Because that's the entire reason they got in trouble. And she's just leaving that behind. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. 
Uh, Ryan's just sad. And then they decide to go get the paternity test. Yeah. I mean, they just they, need to know. I mean, they don't decide. Lindsay, they were, they were always going to have it. Lindsay's like, you're going to do it either today or tomorrow, depending on what the plot decides. Exactly. Yeah. So we get, we get our first look of Summer this episode, and she's not looking great. You know, the dress is actually, like, because it's Summer, she looks adorable. Yeah. I mean, like, like in... In world, it's supposed to be one of those ugly bridesmaids dresses. And I guess if you're wearing it at a wedding, yeah, be... that's a lot. Yeah, imagine imagine a bunch of those people just standing in a row. But you know, summer is she's wearing a bridesmaid dress straight out of the 1980s. Yeah, it's very frilly along the uh, clavicle area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Good clothing description, Kevin. <laughs> I've just said the part of the body that I know. <laughs> so <laughs> she gets a knock on her bedroom door because that's how. The Roberts house works. Because everyone just could just go in up to see. And it's Seth standing behind her door wearing a Spider-Man mask. Because he does not have a helmet or a hat or, or a, a raincoat. But he's got to protect his hair. He does have curly hair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also see Summer's bags for the trip. Yeah, we, we get a very similar thing with uh, Lindsay where it's like, oh, and there's bags in the corner. This is why Man by the Director is pretty good. He does a lot of parallels. He does a lot of, like, Yeah, crossfades, connections. Yeah. Um, Summer has, oh, so many bags. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's, uh... Probably five bags. Yeah, she's getting ready for a trip to Italy is what she's getting ready for. And she's excited. Yeah. And Seth sees she's excited and kind of mumbles on out of there. Yeah, I mean, she, she does have a great bit where she's like, Seth, let's not do this again. Let's please just advance this plot, which is great because that's the exact same, same thing I was thinking. Because he literally speaking the thing where he's like, oh, you're really going on the trip. You're really a couple. How many episodes in a row has it been that have ended with Seth being like, don't worry, Summer, I'm over you now. And then the next episode begins like that has never happened at all. At every episode, he rediscovers the fact that they're really a couple. Yeah, and he can't like. Like, it, it wouldn't actually be that bad if he didn't end every episode by being like, Summer, I'm over you now. Goodbye. Like, I know the idea is that he's lying, but it's happened too many times. So, as Summer says, let's progress the plot. And so Seth just mumbles his way out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he answered the door wearing the Spider-Man mask? Yes. Do you think her mom noticed at all? No. Stepmom, I guess, noticed Step-mom. at all. I don't even know if the stepmom answers the door or if people just walk in. Well, no, they keep on saying the stepmom lets lets them in. Oh, that's true. And sometimes doesn't let them out, considering if, if she parks behind them. That's happened oh, with Zach that one time. Oh, sweet boy, Zach. <laughs> so so uh, we move to a diner somewhere else. Not a diner we've been to before. Yeah. But Sandy goes on in there to meet Rebecca. See, at this point, I'm going to say that Sandy is starting to is, bo- is bordering on being irrational. At, th- at this point, he's acting like... like I'll still say that it's still very within the character of him because he he very, still very much really really wants like just the best things to happen. But he needs to accept that, that Rebecca is the worst. Yes, especially in this episode. Like it, <laughs> Rebecca is just. This was a. I lose my mind so much. This was the best way to do this because you go through a lot of Rebecca. This episode shows how bad of a person she is. And. Thank God she burned down a building and ran away because Sandy would have married her. Yep. And, and they would have had a very bad life. A very bad life. Yeah. She's just, she's so manipulative. She's so. Yeah. 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 But anyway, he's like, all right, time, you, you should come back and I'll, you know, help. Time for law. Yeah. Time for law to happen. I do like how this episode, Sandy's very Puritan. He's like, <laughs> yeah, law, law. 
He's like, I've been trying to do law for so many episodes and you keep not letting me. Just let me law you. I am a lawyer. It's been so long since I did lawyering. <laughs> I do not count. I do not count Caleb. I got that beach shack. I let did. me do law in my beach shack. I did, I did literally no law with Caleb. I just convinced, I just convinced him to tell everyone about his daughter. Oh, yeah. Sandy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marissa arrives at Alex's house to wet kiss her on the mouth. And tell her that she told her mom. <laughs> and Alex is like, did you do it for a good reason or a bad reason? And Marissa lies. Like, for a good reason. So we can be together and it can be real. Which she did not. And because if you remember, like, because we never talk about that much when it happens. Literally, Julie's like, hey, Marissa, uh, just in the future, if you could let me know. When your friends come over, Marissa's like, I'm dating her! She's my girlfriend! <laughs> I do like to be like, I know she's your girlfriend. I'm very glad you made a new friend. No, 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 like we're dating, like that thing. Uh, but no, she does come out to her mother with the slightest amount of provocation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know what? A valid thing for a mom to say. Tell me if you're going to have friends over. <laughs> that is a thing that moms say. Hey, tell me if you have friends over. I'm gay! Okay. Okay. That's fine. Just tell me if you have friends over. <laughs> Those are not And not now related. she's not allowed to stay the night. Because now I know. Because now I know. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, so yeah, but Alex believes Marissa because... Why wouldn't she? Why, why would she? Alex loves Marissa so much. Alex doesn't know. And then they sex. And that's good. It's very, they are a very attractive couple. They are a very attractive They're couple. They're all tall and long limbs and skinny bodies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they have some they have some like joint-based love to make. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many elbows do you have? <laughs> I'm all elbows. <laughs> it's all Yep, it's all uh it's all ribs and knobbly knees. Oh, yeah. they're very pretty though. They are very pretty. Uh that cuts some some more damp making out. Between Lindsay and Ryan. And they're at Lindsay's house. Yes. Right? So they went and got the paternity test. Yeah. And then they came back. Yeah. And now they're dating again. I mean, the, now they didn't finish the paternity. They, she, they, she gave her blood in, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. And it takes 24 yeah. hours to get yep. this stuff back. And then they go and make out. But unfortunately, Lindsay's distracted by her dad. Yep. But she does promise she's not going to leave because she loves Californian pizza and also Ryan. Yes. Mostly Ryan. Mostly pizza. <laughs> she doesn't quite. She still doesn't comprehend what her mother was actually referring to. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like we've moved a lot in our life, Aaron, yeah. And you've moved at probably the age of Lindsay, right? Yeah, we One moved our... to my senior year of high school. Yeah. So can you imagine if we were like, if, you know, our mom could be like, all right, we're moving to British Columbia, and uh, you were like, no, I'm going to stay here. Oh, mom would have. Like, what? Wait, what do you mean you're going to stay here? <laughs> Who are you going to stay with? <laughs> what? Wait, what? No. You can't just decide to stay. You can't just decide to stay. Although when we moved when I was 18, the yeah. next year, yeah. they my mom and dad told me I think a week before they told you guys. Yeah. And mom was like, "I'm telling you to ask you if you would like to come with us. You don't have to answer right now." Well, th- at that point you're in university and it's not uncommon for people to go away for Yeah, but university. I didn't I didn't care that much about Vancouver. No, that's fair. Calgary's better. <laughs> Uh, Just like yeah. Chicago is better than the OC for Lindsay. Yes. Uh, hey, we get a date in this next, or not a date, but a day in this next episode. It's Saturday. And Kirsten pretends to work. If it's Saturday, mm-hmm. 
then the fake wait. Mm-hmm. What? It un- it all unravels now, Aaron. So the fake adoption party was on Friday. It had to have been on Friday, Aaron, because this all because Rebecca. There's no way Rebecca left for a few days, then called him. Sandy just drove to her, and the doctor's office is open on both. Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, Aaron. They give paternity test results? I guess it's a fancy doctor. This, 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 this might be like, this is like Caleb's like personal. Yeah. Yeah. That or he feels... threw a lot of money around. Yeah, he's like, take the blood of this girl. I'll give you money. Take this girl's blood. If there's anything I've learned about TV shows in general, the more you put in the dates in TV shows, the more things unravel. Just try to keep it as vague as possible. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was a weekend. Yeah. Unless you cancel school for rain <laughs> in the OC. Possible. Anyway, it's a Saturday. Kirsten's pretending to work. Julie is also pretending to work. Yeah, I don't know why Julie is there. Because she was sad. I don't know. But she could have been sad at home. <laughs> yeah. Marissa wasn't there. Also, the scene set up, once again, is very odd. Because Julie's like, I bet my day is worse than yours. And I'm in my head, I'm like, okay, like Kirsten's husband is off. You know, with a felon and trying to, like, mm-hmm. not get arrested. And maybe having an affair. Yeah. Kristen doesn't know. Yeah. And your daughter's gay, so... I mean, her daughter screamed in rage that she was gay it and does, then left the house. Yeah, but it doesn't sound house. like what Julie's upset about. No. Because <laughs> because what... uh what So they smoke cigars and drink scotch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Kirsten's like, oh, my, uh, my husband's off tra- uh, uh, transporting a fugitive... Who also is, you know, the ex, his, you know, his... his Who's very ex. in love with him. Yeah, his big ex. And Julie's like, well, I raise you a lesbian daughter. And I'm like, okay. Maybe she's just like, oh, damn. My plan was to make Marissa be friends with Caleb so we can get his money. <laughs> but Caleb hates lesbians. Caleb's so old. I mean, <laughs> it, also, it also probably just that this is 2005. But she does the thing where she wants to use the cigar cutter on Caleb. I mean, yes, because Ju- Julie's a psychopath. That's true. Anyway, I forgot that Julie and Kristen are sometimes kind of friends. It depends on the episode. But and they yes. are friends in this. They're friends right now because they both know where the alcohol is. We also find out that Julie desperately needs Sandy and Kirsten to stay together so she believes there's love in the world. <laughs> Which is Sweet. fun. I mean, that might be why she's never hit on Sandy. That's true. Because th- think of what we know of Julie Cooper being a person. At some point, you think she would she would have hit on Sandy, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But no, it's because she's like, you two need to stay together. Man, if they actually broke up, Julie might just burn down the world. It's true. <laughs> Love doesn't exist. Bah! He smashes it. <laughs> That's how you make fire. That's how you make fire. I mean, she's, I guess she's holding a Molotov <laughs> yeah. and just like, ah! Julie, Smash. where'd you get that from? I made it. Don't forget, I was poor. Also, I had a lesbian phase. Oh yeah, Julie she, Cooper. Oh yeah, she keeps they, they they do keep bringing up the uh, they're like oh just maybe it's just a phase like I had like I had sure sure why why not uh, and then Aaron and then a shocking turn of events that we never expected from this show. The road washes out, and Sandy and Rebecca need to spend the night together. <laughs> it, this 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 scene should have ended with a slide whistle. <laughs> Whoop! 
<laughs> either that or the um uh the thing from uh uh what is it? Oh god, can we, can we lost it? The uh the the sh- the show I it's actually leaving my mind more. <laughs> like when I, when, I, when I first started the sentence, I knew the name. And it's then a thing from a show. And then the name left and then the main actor left and then like what he did left. He's very connected to Jerry Seinfeld. Like he Kramer. I think produced, no, no, no. He like he produced Seinfeld. Like he's more of a producer. But this oh, is Larry David. Larry David. His show. Curb your enthusiasm. Curb your enthusiasm. That was terrifying. <laughs> it was like having my memories taken away from me. Kevin. Or it's like like, like Curb your enthusiasm tone. The joke's gone now. It's most about <laughs> about me, you know, living in this horrifying existence where I had my memory removed. Womp womp. Womp womp. Hey, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Well, Kevin, as you know, my day was a bit of a disaster. Okay. I went to go hang out with mom. I brought my DVDs so I could watch the episode at her house. Yeah. Did not take the DVD I had previously been watching out of the DVD player, so Mm, I did not have the episode. That would be helpful. Yes. I also didn't have a beverage. (laughs) (laughs) Life is truly hard. I also, like, as... I mean, our listeners can't see me, but I have, I'm have. i having allergic reactions in life to something. We don't really know what it is yet. We're figuring it out. To life. To life. To life. But if I drink alcohol, yeah. it, it flares up. And I was at a party last night, so I was like, oh, my skin's really bad today. I probably shouldn't drink. And then I was getting ready to leave, and I was like, I don't have a beverage. And mom was like, oh, there's drinks in the garage. Go grab something. <laughs> so I went to the garage, and I opened up the fridge, and I was like looking in, and she was like, so there's the beer that we bought for dad. There's these drinks that we got in the States. There's Hey Y'all. I was going to grab soda water. And she was like, no, oh, get one of those. Get a drink. And I was like, I'm not supposed to drink alcohol. And she's like, I just don't have any other drinks. <laughs> I mean. I was like, but one drink is still alcohol, mom. I do notice that you still went with her, though. She gave it to me. Yeah. So <laughs> it's an alcoholic cider. Okay, I'm as most as seltzer. most ciders are seltzer. Yeah, spiked That's, soda water. All right, well, n- not all seltzers are alcoholic. Nope, black cherry flavored, only 100 calories, five percent alcohol volume, low carb. Ooh, this is a diet alcohol. Ooh, I don't think you said the name of it. White Claw Hard Seltzer. Nice. I also need to clarify this is not a part of the series <laughs> that was entitled Aaron bought a mixed pack of beer. Yeah, no, this is. We're going to pick that back up next week. And taking a break. Um, luckily, there are four types of beer in the mix pack, and there are five weekends in September, so it's fine. There you go. Just taking an intermission. Like it all planned out. It's fine. After one. Yeah, I'm really, really killing it. Yeah. Would you like some of this alcohol drink? No, the only seltzer I imagine is one of the clown spray at you. I don't really want that. <laughs> That's weird. Why do clowns spray sparkling water at people? Why not normal water? I assume because it's like... Um, uh, what go carbonated so it sprays well. Uh, I assume. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Or or they're just like yeah, soda water. It's just douches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of clowns, I guess. Nope. The, nope. That was a bad one. Try again. Seth is sad listening to boys to men. And that works. Yep. And uh, Ryan comes in and Seth. Has a plan to, I guess, get Summer back, which I did not realize was his motivation. Yeah. 
I thought his plan was to be happy. I didn't. Yeah, I don't know his motive <laughs> between the episode. This is the thing. That's the thing. Like sometimes Seth is just like, ah, I changed my mind now. Now I want her back. I was over her, but now grand gesture. So what he's gonna do? First, first Ryan is like, just so you know, you are very weird when you named a boat after. And Seth's like, a boat. <gasps> That's the solution. Take her sailing on my boat. You don't That's have, named after her. You don't have a boat. Buy the boat back. Yeah, he's gonna buy the boat back. And then Ryan's like, with what money? And Seth's so, like, you shut your mouth. And I'm like, didn't Seth have a job? No, Aaron. He quit that job <laughs> off screen, I would presume. I think he quit the job when he broke up with Alex. But what did he do with the money he had before? He spent it all on comic books and Zach. He never spends his money. He makes Ryan pay for everything. Well, he spent that money. Also, he might have just not gotten paid <laughs> That's quite possible. Because remember, he was working there while he was dating Alex. That's true. So he might he might have just not gotten paid. Anyway. That's so punk rock. So punk rock. Seth develops a plan. He runs out to ma- man his plan. Yep, and says that the the boys to man. It's too depressing. Turn that music off. And then we do the best fade in OC history to Summer. <laughs> Listening to the same song. To the same boys to men song. And then Zach comes in and is like, that's really sad. And she's like, oh, I was just waiting for a good song to come on. <laughs> you know, I'm, that you know that happy boys to men song. I'm not sitting here holding my cell phone, looking at Seth Cohen's ID <laughs> and sitting with my f- plastic horse. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh. Um, then Zach sees all her bags <laughs> and she's like, I need to be fashionable. And he's like, we're backpacking. And so we had a talk here where you first brought up, is he just telling her that now? But by the way that they're reacting, I think he's just reminding her. But guess what? Doesn't work. Also, also I don't think it... I think it does work, because later he leaves with a bunch of her bags. I don't think they're backpacking anymore. Oh, yeah. I mean, he his reminder doesn't work. No, yeah. She, she does what she wants. Yeah, which my favorite thing... I, I do like I do like how this is essentially what, uh, what Summer does. is She's like, I want to go backpacking, so I'm just going to ignore... Uh, that you said backpacking, and we're going to go to a hotel. We're going to do what I want. Yeah, which is not backpack. I don't care what else there is. We're not, not going to backpack. backpack. Now, there is a very sweet moment because early... Oh, Seth, when he came to the place, came to her house, was yeah. like, I came here to tell you that you need a special plug for your air dry- for your blow dryer. Which you do. Which you do. Uh, Zach shows up, and he has the special plug. Yeah, because she's like, I just got you a special plug. And he's like, I already got you one. Boom, Zach. Because he's a sweet angel boy. <laughs> don't you know I'm Zach? I will always Summer, don't have... you know I'm Zach? Summer, I will always have everything you need. I'm Zach. And then he, then he just sort of Chris Angel, like, glide, <laughs> glided out of the room. And Summer was like, oh, I just wanted to go see Seth, I think. That's, that's not popular yet, I don't think. I don't know when Chris Angel got popular. Me Might neither. Might be 2005. For a while. Topical! Okay. All right. So, um, Alex and Marissa had some sex. Yes. And then there's a knock, knock, knock on the door. And Alex... <laughs> Alex opens Alex, the door. <laughs> and it, I'm sorry, I'm just laughing because I'm thinking what's about to happen. Seth arrives to get his job back, and Alex says that he is the flickiest employee she's ever had. When she is not at her job, which she may or may not own... On a Saturday, Saturday night, night, which 100% there should be a concert going on, right? On a set, well, everything's canceled because rain. <laughs> but then it's raining the next day. And they have, well, they, oh, well, we can't cancel the show twice. Oh, that's why there's a show the next day. Because <laughs> they moved it from Because they moved Saturday. it. This is 
is an indoor concert. <laughs> also, Seth is still wearing his Spider-Man toque. Yeah, yeah he, yeah, he scares her. But then uh, as Alex, Alex is like, ah, sure, I'll give you your job back. And then he's like, can I please have $500? Well, he's like, can I get an advance? And at this point, you realize that Alex is riding on a sex high. Yeah, she goes and gets five hundred dollars. Like, oh, you're for lucky. <laughs> you're lucky. It's uh, it's payday. I'll go grab five hundred dollars in cash. I keep over here. So, the poor girl, <laughs> the emancipated minor, yeah. gives five hundred dollars to Seth Cohen. And and I and I am so confused because I still don't know what Alex's job is. Did she get paid Seth's amount like money? <laughs> Or I guess she's going to take his. She's going to take his paychecks. Take, take his paychecks, but she, so she, so she's a she's at least a manager. But she's seventeen. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, the point is when she leaves, Marissa comes in and we can see her navel. <laughs> she is barely wearing a robe. She knows. She has to know. She, she has to someone's know that someone's in the house. Because Alex is not talking quietly. Is, no, you know what, Aaron? It's Marissa. She was not paying attention. No, she was just looking at her nails. She's like, that must be the TV. La, I'm Marissa. <laughs> so she comes on out, and Seth immediately puts two and two together. Oh, yeah. Seth is on the ball. He's like, oh, yeah, I know what's happening He's here. Like, cool. And Seth loves it. Loves it. Well, it means it's like, wait, hold on a second. So you dump me for, and you dump me for Marissa. And what I kind of, what I'm imagining my head, my head cannon here is just that's like, oh, this is gonna go down like a plane. He knows. Oh, Marissa, you're gonna screw this up so badly, so badly. <laughs> so he takes his five hundred bucks and he moseys on out of there. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a little bit of a, I was that your word, Shana. Schadenfreude. Uh, where he's like, oh, Alex, Marissa's going to ruin you. She's the worst. <laughs> Just, the worst. I've seen all of her relationships. He has. He has. This is Luke, Ryan, Oliver, DJ. Oh. I'm counting Oliver. Bolivar Trask. Yeah, Bolivar. <sighs> <sighs> so, um, ugh. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca tries to seduce Sandy in... I thought they were sharing a hotel room. No, they have separate hotel rooms. They're just yeah, hanging out. He just and, came to visit her. Which makes sense. But she tries to seduce him, and he's like, no. And you can see his face, like, is just filled. He's like, Kristen was right. Like, oh, come on. I'm trying to lawyer this so bad. I, tr- I stood up for you. I tried to prove that you were not a bad person. Why are you doing this? Yeah, yeah. It's then he's like, I gotta go call Kirsten. And then he just steps aside and goes, "Oh man, ah oh, dang, ah oh, dang, ah oh, dang." I misjudged. I tried, Max. All she wants is the D. She doesn't want her freedom. I tried to give her the non-guilty, but all she wants is the D. And Max is like, "It's okay. You tried. I'm a ghost." Sandy, all I want is for you to try in life. I would watch a show that is about a rock and roll OC lawyer and the ghost of his mentor. <laughs> who's also his ex-girlfriend's who's dad. also his ex-girlfriend's dad. And they live in a beach-like Shuck. office. <laughs> I want this spinoff of the OC about Sandy Cohen and the ghost of his mentor <laughs> solving crimes. And by that I mean... Doing law. Doing law. And sometimes his buddy, the OC, stops by. <laughs> drops so. off drops off people who've been wrongfully accused. 
Yes. Or evidence. Sometimes he drops off evidence. Sometimes he drops off evidence. Sometimes he also just does book work for him. Yeah. He's pretty much an intern. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you see, he wants to be an architect, so he needs to know math. Yeah, or a paralegal. He hasn't decided yet. (laughs) He's young. He's young. He's such a young boy. Secretly, the OC wants to be be an architect, but he can't give away his secret identity. So he he pretends pretends to be be a paralegal paralegal. so he can keep helping Sandy and the... (laughs) Now, Eric, can other people see the ghost? Or can only Sandy see the um, ghost? I think only Sandy can see the ghost until Sandy's relationship with Kirsten becomes as strong as it once was. And then she can see the ghost. <laughs> so only people very close to Sandy, and I guess probably dogs, yeah. can see the ghost. Yeah. Seth will never see the ghost. No. Because he's too selfish. No, Seth can never. No, no, wait. Maybe it's they have to have pure of heart. Oh, oh, so Zach is best friends with the ghost. Yeah, so only people who are pure of heart can see the ghost of Sandy's mentor, a professor at Harvard? Berkeley. Berkeley. Yeah. Yeah. Stanford. Stanford. Berkeley. I don't know. I don't know. It changes every episode. I think Stanford is actually Sandy's name. It's not a very good show. No. But it's ours. Uh, anyway, Seth goes to buy his boat back from, I guess, the punk rock scene in the 1990s. Not the punk rock scene, the hard rock scene in the 1990s. And he gets a hard rock boat back. Yeah, I don't know who this man is. We've never seen him before, but he's hardcore. He has gone all into having a boat. But he's totally fine with selling the boat back. By the way, the boat's no longer called the, su- the Summer Breeze, Aaron. It's called the Gimme Sex. <laughs> Which is the most on-the-nose, like, name. Like, there's not even a pun. It's just like, this is my sex boat. Have sex with me on this, a sailboat. Give me sex. That's what this boat is. It's dangerous, but you like it. I was like how he just took like a flame stencil that you're supposed to put on a car and put it over the swoosh <laughs> on the side. You don't see the swoosh underneath. It's a real special boat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For the, a special boy. The good old SS give me sex. <sighs> so Sandy finally gets a hold of Kirsten the next day. She passed out drunk. <laughs> yes. And has been avoiding calling him back. Yep. And she does go, oh, the conveniently washed out road. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you can look that up on the internet. <laughs> yeah. She's like, ah, oh, that would take work. Once again, Kirsten is in 15-year-old yeah. mode here. Kirsten is correct, but going about it poorly. Well, there's actually this great moment there where she looks at, once again, that weird photo she keeps on there. And you can, you can like, visually see her rapidly age, like, 20 years. <laughs> Because she's like, oh, yeah, no, I guess the conveniently road. And Sandy's like, I'm going to come back. No matter then, what happens, I'm, I, like, I'll, I'll, I'll be back today. And then she's just like, I hope you are. And then <laughs> yeah. we're like, oh, okay. She's like, hold on a second. I'm like 40. Aaron, how old is she? <laughs> 40. I'm like 40. I shouldn't be like this. All right, please come back. Please come home. Make me not like this. Yeah. <laughs> please, please, I need you. I, or else I become like the OC. I need you to save me. Not the superhero, the place, the place. and the show it's, that we're in. It's infecting me, Sandy. <laughs> please help me. Come home. Be my allergy medication. And, he, and he's ready to come home. He is ready to come home. Uh, which brings us into Julie, who also arrives home, and she gives the phase talk, which is a bad talk. It's bad. She's trying so hard, and if Marissa was even a slightly better person, 
She would be way more offended, I think. She would be way more offended, but then I think they could have, like, a meaningful dialogue and actually get somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Like, like Julie clearly needs someone to talk to her about. Yeah, she needs to be Julie needs a sex ed teacher is what she needs. True. We should explain what happens. So, essentially, Julie comes in and is like, Marissa, I just want you to know, I know you're going through a phase. And it's okay if you're gay right now. Yeah. And, like, someone needs to come in and be like, you know what, Julie? It may be a phase. But it may not be a phase. So it's okay if she's gay forever. Yeah. And even if it is just a phase. It's still real. It's still real, right? Like, like don't do not do that. Don't do that. Anyway, Marissa comes back with the hardest clap back. I'm moving out. By the way, I'm leaving. Bye. Oh, Marissa. Man. Man, these kids. Yeah, these these kids just do what they want, don't they? These kids really feel like they have control over things in their life that they actually don't have control over. Yeah, I'm pretty sure her mom could just call the police and be like, "My daughter ran away. I know exactly where she is." And why didn't she do this months ago to live with her dad? Then he wouldn't have moved to Hawaii. (laughs) Well, she wants to stay in the city. I mean, even her dad specifically, I don't think wanted her to come. No, no, she. Moved in with her dad, then he would not have moved to Hawaii. Oh, right. Because he would have had the one thing he wanted. Yes. His daughter's love. Yeah. But now but now she realized the blackmail doesn't count, I guess? I guess. Well, Remember, she was so heavy about that blackmail, but now she's like, oh, by the way, I'm leaving now that I have a hot girlfriend. See ya. Bye. So, uh, then we have an adorable scene where Seth and Ryan sit in their boat. I don't know how I got in there. Room. I'm not going to question it. It's fine. Yeah. But they, they talk on a boat in the living room. And Seth tells Ryan about Marissa and Alex. And Ryan, too, sees the future. And is like, huh. Oh, man, that's going to blow up bad. Disasters. I know the show makes it seem like they're both like, man, they are attractive. <laughs> Which is true. Which is true. I attractive do, and bony. I sometimes do that Do that when I see like an attractive couple. I'm like, okay. I know. Sometimes they're so beautiful. Well, like, you see, like, um, was it Joe Mantegliano and uh, Sophia like, Vergara? You see them together. And you're, and you're like... like Oh man, you're just you're just a good Look man. At these beautiful people. Look at you two. You're so beautiful together. It's it's not fair. So beautiful. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and then Kirsten comes in and she's like, "Huh, there's a boat in the living room." <laughs> like, I don't care anymore. Ryan, we need to go get the results of the paternity test. <laughs> and Ryan's like, "Cool, leaving you to your boat. Bye." <laughs> yeah. It. Clearly, they did not have a very good ending for that scene, and they're just like, all right. And everyone awkwardly leaves. Goodbye. Goodbye. So, yeah, we mentioned this earlier. Zach lets Summer bring all of her bags. Yeah. She goes back in to get Princess Sparkle. And then Seth calls her home phone, which is like one of those old style, like curved, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a phone you would see in a fancy boudoir in the 1950s. Yeah, it 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 should be rotary dial. Yeah, and, and it, it probably might, is. Probably actually might be. Maybe it is Roddy Dial. And so Seth tries to get somewhere to come over for his big gesture. And she finally is just like, Seth, I'm literally going to Italy right now. This is not fair. This is the worst time you could have done this. Please don't. And Seth's like, that's true. It's not fair. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember last episode where they weren't leaving immediately, which was two days ago? And you could have. That's why I thought it was like a week later. No. Because I feel like last episode they were like, oh, we're leaving in a week. I do also feel like that, but I'm doing this based off of Rebecca. Unless if she did like... I think she took a bus to Canada and then took a bus back. (laughs) 
<laughs> she just stayed in that diner for a week. Uh, we also get the, the amazing... Wait, once again, Rebecca ruins everything. Ugh. Uh, even time. She just breaks it. Yeah. She's a supervillain. Um, we do have an awesome line from Summer, as she's wont to have, where um, Seth's like, but I need you. And she's like, well, you should have needed me when we were dating. Instead, you sailed off into the night. Because what we had wasn't as awesome as what you had with Ryan. Which, oh, okay, Summer. You're right. Absolutely. You will never have what Seth and Ryan have. Never. No one ever can have as what they have. Except other than, for Ryan and Luke. <laughs> except for Ryan and Luke possibly could have, but then Luke moved away. Exactly. But fortunately, Seth was there. He was there to catch Ryan. <laughs> we saw we saw that, that opening scene where they wanted to see each other so badly. They also didn't want to get wet. <laughs> they both just assumed, like, and we're going to have our morning talk. But then the rain came, and they're like, they how are we going to do it now? Because I don't want to get wet. It was so sweet, so touching, the love between two boys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this this moves us on to the doctor's office. Well, there's a lot of people in that doctor's office. Yeah. On a all, Sunday night. They're all just staring around. Caleb is, like, squatting on the <laughs> couch arm. <laughs> the couch arm, which is the most awkward w- way to see Caleb. There's just no more chairs, clearly. I assume he was trying to be gentlemanly and being like, the ladies can sit. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan. The ladies can sit. (laughs) I'm like, okay. I'm I'm also going to sit. sit. (laughs) Anyway, the doctor comes in. It's a match. No one's surprised. Caleb is excited. Lindsay is not. Caleb is like, I never had any doubt you were my child. That's why I had the test done. Oh, Caleb. Uh. (laughs) You dumb, dumb man. Yeah. It's not great. It's not great. Um. So, oh, then we go right to... Seth's listening to Boys to Men again. Yeah, he's sad. Ryan reveals that Lindsay is packing up to move in with Caleb, and so... And we're like, what about her, what about her mom? mom? Just because you get another parent doesn't mean you have to leave your first parent. <laughs> Legally, I must now leave this parent to live with the other parent. Your mom actually raised you. Your yeah. dad just... Gave, is there. Is there and gave money, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Ryan thinks that maybe helping with the move will distract Seth. But Seth just wants to watch a show that is obviously... So there is a reality TV show spinoff of The Valley. Yeah. He is obviously talking about Laguna Beach. Which is a reality show spinoff of The The OC. The the OC. Yeah. Okay. The Hills... Laguna Beach came first, then The Hills. Okay. So I was in the wrong direction. Yeah. Okay. the OC got popular, so they made Laguna Beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, I know what they're talking about. I love I love everything about the valley. Oh, great. Because it's clearly the OC. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, we need more of the valley. Seth just wants to watch yeah. Laguna Beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was not going to help move. So, uh, oh, we... Let's just go. There's a lot of really short scenes. Okay. Sandy is super upset because of traffic and because he hates Rebecca now. And Rebecca keeps just poking him more and more. Can we not talk about what happened? He was like, no, I don't want to date you. Please stop. Because Rebecca is also, Rebecca's also acting a 15 year old by just being like, but if we talk about it enough, that means it has to happen. Well, and then she's like, I guess what we had didn't matter to you. And he's like, dude, you ran away 20 years ago. It mattered 20 years ago now i have a child and a wife and another dad he's saying the things that i was shouting two weeks ago when i was so mad at him for going to rebecca now he's mad at him for going to rebecca yeah 
once again, I was fine in that first episode. Like this, like their arc is pretty great because they just brought her like bringing her back this this one last time was great because that was what you needed. You needed this one last time for Sandy to be like, oh, I did do a dumb. He's like, oh god, damn it! <laughs> but he he makes the mis- he makes a mistake. He does things with characters in TV shows do, which is they look at people when they talk to them when they're driving. You can't do that. Can't do that because then you run your car off the road. Yeah. Which is what he did. But fortunately, there's a nice trucker who called the cops. And he's like, hey, you guys okay? Do you need some first aid? I, I called the police. They're going to come and tow you. Rebecca's like, oh, dang. So she runs off into she the makes, night. Yeah. I mean, this is a pretty... This is what I mean like this is a pretty great moment to show how bad she is. She abandons Sandy at the barest minimum of stuff. She's like, oh no, but me... Well, and also, she's le- – so now people are going to be like, why did your passenger run away? And, like, they're not going to ch- – like the, – They're the, not the going to check The police ID. don't just know who she is. She's she is a person of interest. Yeah, to in the a, FBI. To the FBI in a case from 20 years ago. And they didn't do anything wrong, so they're, they're not going to run their licenses. Yeah, unless if they hit – like another car, which they just ran off the road. Yeah. I'm sure the police would come, drag him out. They might check Sandy's license and make yeah. sure he's not drunk. Sandy also might get a ticket for damaging a public tree. <laughs> yes, because that has happened to someone in yeah. this conversation once. But but Rebecca, sensing the slightest chance that something bad could happen, just runs into the night and like a, and like if I I I mean I I just this is a really good episode because when she leaves she just like completely has abandoned Sandy at that point she does not care really like she doesn't even give a good like I'm sorry I love you so much but I have to go she's like all right well I gotta go the police are gonna come they're gonna arrest me they're gonna arrest you like I, like, uh, I gotta go you. and Sandy just like watches her leave I mean she kisses him on the forehead yeah but then he, he watches, watches her leave and you can see everything breaking inside him when he's like oh I did do bad and also she's not the person I loved 20 years ago. Well, but, the, but there's Or maybe also, she was never the person I loved. But there's also this, like, good moment where he's, like... I mean, it's always sad when you lose a part of something that was very important to you. Yeah. It doesn't even matter if it's good or bad. No, it's just... It's such a realization. because yeah, he So many things happening Because he face. doesn't have Max anymore. No. Nope. Like, she's... Once again, he's never going to see her again. She's no. not coming back. No. No, she's never going to come back. Uh... Summer is at the airport, and she gets a call from uh, Seth. She doesn't pick it up because Zach's, Zach's family is being needlessly cruel to her. Zach's terrible family doesn't like that she's a... Human? Yeah. They they don't like that she's a teenager. Yeah. Them and that family... I don't say this, I don't say this much. That... Those two, the sister and the... And the, uh, the mom, they should get bitten by a dog. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they both they both just should like not not in like a dangerous way, but I feel like a dog should bite them really hard on like the calf or something. Why? How did they raise this sweet angel boy? <laughs> like, there, Summer's like, hey, do any of you want to make a zine like a people or a touch? Are you as weekly? And the mom's like, I'll take an economist. And the sister's like, I need a Xanax. And I'm like, you you could have said that in a better way, but you said it in the worst way. Why are you guys so mean to her? <laughs> She's trying her hardest. She's trying so hard. But anyway, <laughs> she sneaks away to buy her magazines, which she does buy, but yeah. she also listens to Seth's voicemail. And it's very contrite and cute and yeah. shows a lot of self-awareness. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she's like, oh, no, he doesn't suck. Uh, we get to see our first glance of Marissa's home life, which is that it's a real life, and Marissa immediately can't handle it. She does not like that she's going to have to take the garbage out. Or pay rent. 
Or she doesn't have all the closet space for all her shoes. And, like, Marissa, what did you think was going to happen? You are going to move in for free? Yeah, no, Marissa thought she was going to move in with Alex and have fun lesbian times with her hot girlfriend. Oh, Marissa. Mar- I don't think Marissa can, co- like, Marissa cannot comprehend... Every Reality? Place, yeah, every place she's lived with someone, like she lived with her dad and her mom, all the time she's just been like, yeah, I live with someone, which means that they take care of me. And then she looks around at the mess in the house, which I'm sorry, she messy. made. Yeah, and it's not that messy. And she's horrified. But Alex is so excited. Yeah. She's so happy. She wants Marissa to walk her to work because she loves to walk in the rain. Yeah. So cute. Because <laughs> she's punk rock. She's the only one who likes the rain. Yeah. So Lindsay is packing up and Ryan's like, oh, ready to move. And she's like, jokes, I'm going to Chicago. <laughs> because of course she is. Because she has to move. Like, there's no way she, the only way she's staying in the OC oh, yeah, we, is if she moves in with Caleb. Yeah, we we do. It does get clarified for us in this scene that her mom was moving to Chicago, Chicago, uh, is what I almost said. <laughs> Great. Uh, no matter what. And so I was wondering if Ryan had not come over. Was she just going to move? I think was she, she was going to pull Rebecca? She's going to pull Rebecca. She's going to call him and try to, try to get a voicemail. Then get him. And then, then get him and be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to Chicago. My mom and I are already in the car. <laughs> We're at this diner. Ah, uh, sorry. Uh. And you know what? It's very sad. And yes, she doesn't want to be Caleb Nichols' daughter. Yeah. Because she's realized he is well, an ogre. <laughs> and also, she gives a line which makes a lot, like, when it, me and Aaron watched this episode together, mm-hmm. uh, which we both, without any sort of, like, prompting, uh, well, we just have the same thought. Because the line she gives is like, Ryan, she's my only family. Which, no, <laughs> out, of, duh. out of pure instinct, out of pure familial instinct, me and Aaron both went, duh! Yes, you do have to move with your mom, Lindsay. And maybe you could have clarified earlier in the episode. Because <laughs> I genuinely thought she was just, like, moving to be with, I don't know, her grandparents or her aunt yeah in chicago yeah i, I thought it was one of those weird things where it's like no i'm leaving i guess my mom's staying here to do whatever her high-powered money job is but i'm leaving because teenagers are adults teenagers can live where they want just like what's her face the blonde girl anna yeah anna just moved i think anna moved with her parents no though. she moved into her grandparents house her oh, parents right. still live in the oc oh right we didn't think about that enough we just didn't care as much, I guess. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway. Oh, no. Kevin, the satellite is out. Yeah, Seth tries to watch some TV, but the but that powerful rain has moved the satellite. So he's going to go fix it, because that's one thing he can fix. <laughs> Which, no, you can't, No, Seth. don't go on the roof, Seth. Yeah. Yeah, we know what's going to happen here. So at the airport, some are kind of angsts. She sees a very sweet, curly-haired little boy playing with a horse. Yeah. And, and then, comic books all around him. <laughs> yeah, she's, she sees she sees through time. She's, and there's Seth in the past. There's baby Seth. Because he's a, he's a young boy with curly hair playing with a horse in comic books. I'm like, oh, she might actually be gazing through time. And she's wearing a, or he's wearing, like, a long sleeve shirt with a button down over top yeah. of it. Just like Seth. Can you imagine how crazy it would be if, like, like two, <laughs> two parents came over and it's Sandy and Kirsten? Whoa. Like, what? What? Well, that's because it's, it's Zach. Zach is making her see this. Because Zach comes up and is like, hey, Summer, my sister is apparently for being such a, like, you know, ho- like, holy toy person. Oh, very so super, smart. She's so super, together. She's very superstitious and she thinks this is a sign that she shouldn't marry whoever the guy is. 
Rodolfo? Rodolfo or something. The, the flight's delayed a couple hours. So he's yeah. hoping that Summer can go talk to her. Yeah. Because they need a woman. And I guess the mom is just sitting there being like, mm, emotions? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yes, yes. Aaron. <laughs> he's like, my mom can't talk to her. Summer, you're the, only, you're the only woman I know who has feelings. Could you speak to her? But and Summer gazes at that little boy and angsts. And she angsts. So much angst, angsting. And then she's like, I can't do it. And Zach's like, okay, then I'll talk to her, I guess. And she's like, no, I can't go to Italy. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Zach looks at the little... I've never seen a show do this where someone sees something and has, like, the mental, like, like you, know, you know, has the... Was it the mental process yeah. to go through? And then someone else sees it and, and realizes the same. The, yeah, because yeah. Zach looks over, sees the little boy with the horse in the comic books, and he's like... Yes, that's Seth from the past. You are seeing a vision from the past. <laughs> I told you to see him so you would realize what you truly want. Summer, I didn't think you would make it past security. Yeah. Go. Go be with him. Yeah. You can't fight fate. Yeah. This is like, oh, oh my God, Zach, what? <laughs> and I genuinely thought he was just going to like rise I... up into the air in a beam of light and disappear. Because that character should not exist on a show like this. A 17-year-old? Can, can you imagine Zach existing on Riverdale? Oh, my God. Like, so, so, like he would die immediately. He'd be like, ah, oh, no, you're too pure for this world. If this was Riverdale and Summer said that to him... He would, like... He beat, would burn the house to the ground. I mean, I mean, he probably would have, like, hit her, and then she would have ran over to Seth and been like, Zach, hit me. And then Zach would have chaotic burned the house down. <laughs> I presume that he actually just would, would have, like, either disappeared or come back, like, a season and a half later, and then would have been a minor villain in that, like, And then we would have episode. revealed that he was the murderer all along. I'm trying to refer to Chuck Clayton, who, who like, they set up as being like, oh, but that's not the last we heard of Chuck Clayton. And what he was is he was a jerk to Archie at a party later. Yeah, and it was not... It wasn't really a big thing. He tried to team up with Cheryl, but, like... <laughs> but then that was one episode. Yeah. Yeah. But no, this is in the OC, you get a good breakup where Zach's like, I knew this was going to happen. I loved you, but you need to go. Be free. Be free, Willie. Be free. <sighs> and then a even sadder version of Champ Champagne. Champagne Supernova. By Oasis, or in this case, by probably some white dude with a guitar. I remember when this song came out. I don't remember who the cover is by. Is it, it was like a big deal. Is it Ben Folds? No, okay. I don't remember. 2005 was a long time ago, Kevin. It was. Anyway, uh, so this sad cover of Champagne Supernova plays as Sandy and Kirsten reunite. And Sandy finally says the right thing because he finally full on says to her. Yeah. There was never anyone else. Like there was never. Yeah. Kirsten's like, is it done? And he's like, it never started. And that was what she needed all along. When he tried to tell her that. She just wasn't ready to hear it at yeah. that time. And then they kiss in the rain. And then <laughs> that cuts to Seth climbing, climbing the, roof. the roof. And he climbs it wearing, of course, his Spider-Man mask. And at this moment, I'm like, oh, my God. I know exactly. Because he has a rope. Yeah. And he ties it around himself and around the roof. I'm like, I know exactly what they're going to do. This is being set up for the last hour. This is insane. It's brilliant. It makes logical sense. Like, it's this stupid joke they're about to do should not make logical sense in this show. It cannot be a CW moment because it makes sense. Yeah. So while he does that, Marissa drops Alex off at work. Alex just loves her life. She's so happy and it's not going to go well. Marissa hates her life. Because now she has to have a, a real life. And then she sees Ryan, who 
standing in the rain. Walked from Lindsay's house to stand on the pier in the rain and cry. Yeah. So, but but he he does it in the rain so that you can't see his tears. And then Marissa stands next to him and shares her umbrella and hugs him, and yeah. it's oddly sweet from Marissa. Yeah. She yeah. can't process her own emotions right now, so she actually has like the capacity to care and help now someone I, else. Now that I, Ryan, I've been poor for about two hours now. I understand everything you've been through. Let's let's commiserate. <laughs> and then, and then summer arrives in a taxi at the Cohen house. And Seth has previously fallen, and he's hanging upside down. <laughs> yeah, and she runs through the house. And she hears him, and she goes to him. And then they Spider-Man kiss. And it's amazing. From, from the 2003 film, Spider-Man. So good. They do the Spider-Man kiss. And it's awkward and sweet. And I have no idea how that boy's going to get down from that roof. No, yeah, they're going to have to call, like, the fire department. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we don't see that scene, though. No. It's weird. Sandy and Kirsten get home as they're helping well, getting him down. Because one one fireman has to hug him, and the other <laughs> one has to cut the rope. I mean, that fireman's good. Yeah, 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 the fireman needs to hug him. And then the third fireman goes up on the roof and fixes the satellite, because yeah. he's this dumb kid's just going to go up there again. <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, thank you for cutting me down. I better head back up. They're like, no! We'll fix it! Stop! Why, child, why? So, Aaron. Yeah. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic fell off of the roof of the house and was replaced by the spinning, swinging scepter... Of drama. I mean, good alliteration. I don't know why I put scepter in there. I meant to say, like, spirit. Sure. Specter. Specter. I meant to say specter, okay. but I got lost. No, that's fair. Uh, did I find a moment? Yeah. And I think my... You know, this was a really good episode. Yeah. But I think my moment was the second scene where... Um, Lindsay is like, don't worry, I won't leave because I love pizza and you. Oh, because af- we were, after the... Yeah, after yeah. the paternity test. Because we find out afterwards that staying is, like, the only way she can stay is if she moves in with Caleb. There's no other... Yeah, there's no real other option. So it's just, like, a dramatic, like, oh, I love Ryan so much, I make the choice to be here for him. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a gesture, and I guess it's realistic for kids. Yeah, I, I feel like that first scene, what it really needed to be was being like, my mom's moving to Chicago, so either I go with her or I move in with Caleb. But and if I Caleb's even, not, not... If he's not my dad. And even if he is my dad, like, that's what it should have been set up. Yeah. Instead, they set it up like, I'm thinking about moving to Chicago. My mom thinks that I should go. Like, like, I think she did say that, but she yeah, just didn't clarify which, that her mom was moving. No, no, yeah, that's, yeah, your mom is moving to Chicago, but she gave you the choice. To stay of, with your dad. Yeah, do you want to stay with Caleb, or do you want to come to Chicago with me? Also, it, it was also, like they, I mean, all, they all, hit it for drama, I think. Yeah, no, they definitely did. Um, also, also, like, she just started at that school, like, six months ago. Yeah, and they pulled a lot of strings to get her in there. Like, she has a scholarship. It's, so it's, if she moves away, does that mean that the scholarship just goes I mean, wasted? Yeah, absolutely. It, I, I, here, here's what I mean by, like, I said this earlier. I think, like, her mom, 
Her mom also sometimes acts like a like an impulsive person. It just needed to be better laid out because I absolutely like objectively I get why her mom wanted to move and I get why her mom was like in the past six months this has become an unsafe like an emotionally mentally unsafe place for Lindsay to be. Yeah and it might be nice if we heard the mom talk about it but we only ever seen her that one scene. We get I, I don't know I just I get the feeling that it really feels like her mom's kind of pulling a Jimmy Cooper and being like I just kind of want to leave this situation. Yeah, and she's leaving a lot. She, like she has a very very powerful job enough that her getting money from someone was suspicious. Was suspicious. Like yeah. she's not just like some uh, you know some person. She's some sort of a powerful city some official. Some sort of powerful city official, and she's giving that up and leaving because. Because Caleb's because Caleb's terrible. Like Caleb is doing this, and I mean to be fair, Lindsay has become a person who sad plays her oboe, <laughs> and like you know, having spoken to mom yesterday about like emotional stuff. Yeah, sometimes you do stuff to save your kids. Yeah, but it would have been nice to see that. I mean, I'm would, sure teenagers don't care about this. Yeah, but no. I would have liked to see the adults discuss this. Yeah, it, it's something weird. Kevin, do you have a CW moment? This is when Ryan stands in the rain. There's <laughs> no reason he should be there. He he went from Lindsay's house, which we know is in like a a quaint part of town. Yeah, not near the beach. Not near the beach, and the bait shop is like close to. Apparently, I don't know. There's no reason why he should be there. Why is he standing on the crime pier crying? Yeah, and and like. Don't get me wrong. It's a nice scene where you see that. But there's no reason. When that first happened and Kurt and Mercer looks over and sees Ryan standing there, I'm like, what? How would it? I think we what? both were like, what? Why is Ryan just sat? And he doesn't have an umbrella. He doesn't have anything. He literally left Lindsay's house and walked to the pier, leaving Seth hanging on the roof. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I guess he has to be there so he can't be home. I, I know. It just it feels... Yeah, this is shoehorny. <laughs> yeah, like, like, there's here's the thing. There's no other way I can think of them doing that. They essentially had to do it. That this is the this is one of those moments where it's like, look, we had to do it for reasons because they had to show us. Like well, they had I, they had to reconnect Marissa and Ryan because yeah. they have not seen each other in in months. Marissa has not been part of any storyline except for her own in or, forever. And you know we wanted Marissa to be in the show again, so great I, show. I specifically wanted wanted her and Seth to be friends, but but now he's seen her mostly naked. So <laughs> yeah, he he has seen he has seen her uh, sternum. He has seen all her sternum. He's, he he has seen a thin line from like the bottom of her neck to her navel. And now he's gonna be Seth about it. <laughs> now he's like, ah, yes. Now I know what you are. You're gonna ruin Alex. Have fun, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I will be the supervillain of season three. With it's most, a twist. Mostly just by <laughs> by wishing bad things on people. It's true. He he takes considering the way it, it proves how much he actually cares about Summer. It's not just because like she's un ex. He actually does care he about Summer. Loves Summer because, so much because he saw that Alex effect like broke up with him and immediately started dating Marissa. And he was like, meh. And he doesn't spiral. He's just like, okay, sure. Sometimes you move on. Goodbye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> well, that's the episode. <sighs> it was a good episode. So it was a good episode. Uh, there's a lot of things we couldn't describe in it that made it a good episode. There's a lot of good like, mm-hmm. you know, intercuts and a lot of good things like that. It was very well directed. Yeah, go watch it. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. one. Good one. Um. Go watch it and then talk to us about it. You can find us on Twitter at Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA. On Instagram, same name. You may notice I have been Instagramming quotes from the show. 
Yep. So who knows what quote from this episode I'm going to do. Oh, you know what quote I'm going to do. <laughs> you all know. But check out our Instagram to see. You can oh. also email us. Email is also podcastmoa at gmail.com if you have longer things to say. Yeah. But we like it when you talk to us publicly. Yes. We like to hear from you. Um, you can also hit us up on your podcatcher of choice. Subscription, reviews. Reviews are awesome. Reviews help people find us. And with Riverdale coming back, there's going to be a lot of Riverdale podcasts. So you need to come to us because we are the original Riverdale podcast. There's no possible way anyone started before us because we started at the same time as the show. Exactly. We, We hitched our wagon to that horse. And fortunately, it's a little bit weird. And luckily it paid off. <laughs> also, no one else will tell you the truth that Archie is a robot. What's next for Summer and Seth? How will Ryan cope with Lindsay leaving? So Marissa handled being poor for two hours, but can she handle it for three? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? 